Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. And I have we have a special episode this week. I don't know what I was just about to say before that, but we have a special episode because we are talking about one of my absolute favorite things in the whole world, which is how do you create a sense of community, a loyal community for your brand. When you have a loyal community of customers, They will buy more from you. They will do things for your brand, like take content for you, take photos, take videos. They will refer friends and family. And they will, in general, like you will, in general, just become more top of mind because that customer just is obsessed with your brand. And today we have Liz, the owner of Hightail Hikes, who is going to be talking about six specific ways that she has really created and cultivated a sense of community for her business. So, just a little bit about Liz. Liz is the owner of Hightail Hikes, a handmade product business based in Oakland, California. Um, Hightail Hikes specializes in waterproof leashes, collars, and other dog walking accessories, as well as curated enrichment items and other goods for dogs. It is also a professional dog walking company that advocates for positive reinforcement training. So a little bit about um, Liz's brand. Um, Liz has been um, one of my coaching clients before. She's in the Cultish product program. So I've definitely gotten to know her over the last couple of years. And I've always been wildly impressed with her sense of community that she's built up. Like she has loyal customers and that just doesn't happen organically. Like, and I don't mean organically, but I just mean that doesn't happen for a lot of people. And so I was really excited to bring her on today and share like a few things that she's doing specifically to cultivate that community because she is absolutely crushing it with that. And her products are amazing. It's a fantastic brand and I just adore Liz. So I'm so happy to have her on the podcast this week. So grab a coffee, grab some wine and let's dive into this amazing episode. Well, hello, Liz. Welcome to the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So happy to have you on here finally. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie. It's great to be here. Yay. Okay. So before we dive into all things community and really creating a loyal brand of customers, can you just introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about um, what your business is? Yeah. um, So I'm Liz Williams and I'm the owner of um, Hightail Hikes. So we're a dog walking business. Um, We're based in Oakland, California, but um, we also have a product business that we started in 2020 where we sell handmade um, dog gear made from this awesome material called biothane, um, which is just this great material for walking dogs that's waterproof and easy to clean and stink proof and colorful. And so we sell um, dog walking gear and other dog products, enrichment products for dogs. And um, yeah, so that's what we do. Nice. And how long have you had, I think, I don't know if I know this, how long have you had the dog walking company for? So the dog walking business started in 2015. So it's been almost eight years. And then um, the products we started in 2020. Yeah. Right. Just curious about your story. Cause I don't actually think I know you, I uh, not know you. I don't think I know the story of like, what made you, what brought you to start the business in the first place? Like what were, I'm curious what you were doing before mm-hmm. you decided to start the, the dog walking, you know, phase of the business. Yeah. So I've always loved animals and um, like so many people who work in the dog space, I've always, yeah, grew up with animals, always loved animals. I worked doing um, like seasonal wildlife biology type work um, after college where I worked in a lot of different national parks and um, for the forest service and different agencies. Um, 
And then I moved back. I grew up here in the San Francisco area and I moved back here in 20, 2012 and um, was teaching. Actually, was an elementary school teacher for a couple of years after I kind of shifted from my wildlife work. And after a couple of years, I just realized it wasn't for me. It was just way too... Um, you know, I'm kind of an introvert and just being in the classroom all day was just super overwhelming. And really, it just it wasn't the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had always actually had in the back of my mind, the idea of wanting to start like a dog hiking company. Mm-hmm. And um, I had actually worked when I was in grad school, I had worked for a company like way back in like 2008, um, doing dog hikes where I'd go out on these like two hour adventure hikes with dogs. And it was like one of my best jobs I ever had. So um, once I decided I wasn't going to go back to teaching, I started to think like, well, maybe I should try this dog walking thing. So I did some market research and realized that it was very much like a viable business in the area where I live. We have a great trail system and there are are a lot of people who do this service. And so I... um, basically did some research and launched my business and kind of um, started from scratch and learned as I went and did learned a lot about working with dogs in that first year. Um, But just really love that. And um, yeah, so I did that uh, full time until I had my, my son who's now, he's now four, um, but I had him in 2019 and um after maternity maternity leave, I hired my first um, employee who's still with us. And um, she walks dogs for us full time. And I kind of manage the business and the schedule and everything. And I try to kind of go out with her when I can. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the evolution of the dog walking business. I love that. And you know, yeah. um, I don't know if you know this about me. I don't think we ever talked about this, but I was it in, when did I start doing dog walking? I don't even remember. I feel like I've done so many weird jobs. Yeah. That's a different podcast episode. Um, but I did dog walking multiple times. Oh, you know what? It was okay. So I moved to California when I was in my like mid twenties, I lived in San Diego for a couple of years, but before then, um, I did dog walking for like maybe six months just to make extra money. And then I moved back to, so I'm from Boston. I moved back to Boston after San Diego because I was like, I feel like I'm wasting my life here. I need to go to graduate school and not be partying and barbecuing all day. Uh, (laughs) So I moved back to Boston and I did dog walking while I was in grad school for, I think it was like maybe another year. But, you know, I, I... I mean, you know, I love dogs. I had a pet biz, pet focused business as well. And there's just something about walking and dogs. And it makes sense because now like I consider part of my business, like part of my not business, part of my work schedule is taking my dogs out for a walk every day. Cause I, it's like my time to think I voxer with clients. It's just like my favorite thing to do every day, pretty much. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I have done the, oh, I also did dog walking in California too. I forgot about that. I worked for some like franchise and used to like go to these rich areas of <laughs> and like walk people's dogs on their lunch break. So weird. Um, but yeah, walking, walking dogs is fun. And I think like sometimes when we're in those transitional things of like, I don't really like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I want to do something else. Like I do think so many people lean into like the dog walking or the pet business because they love dogs and they also like doing something active with dogs. So um, I think that's awesome. And it's also just fun. Like I love doing dog walking. I thought it was super fun. I'm like, I can't believe I get paid to literally walk around and take dogs out. Like this is the best job ever. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's an amazing job. It can be, it can be challenging for sure. Um, You know, and I think it does take a lot more, skill than people think, which, you know, maybe you real like, it, you don't, it's not just like all sunshine and rainbows. Like you go out with these yeah. dogs and you're just frolicking through the field. And I mean, it's, it can be really hard work and it's like, it can yeah. be really gross and it can be, you know, so there's a lot um, that goes into it, but yeah, yeah absolutely. I am so grateful for the years that I spent doing basically hiking with dogs every day on these beautiful trails. And 
yeah, as hard as it can be, there's definitely moments that are just like pure, just bliss when the weather's nice and all the dogs are just like, everybody's kind of in sync and it's mm-hmm. just it's wonderful. Yeah. I love so, that. Yeah. And then you, so then you started the, and is it's, is it a different name than the leashes yeah. and all that? Or is it this, it's all the same name? Yeah. It's all, I kept the same name. So it's all under Hightail Hikes. Yeah. And what made you want to pivot? Cause I'm, I know we're going to, we're going to talk about like a lot of cool things with your business and like how you've created a very loyal um, audience of customers. But I think it's important to talk about like some of the backstory as well, just for anyone listening. Yeah. Um, what made you kind of pivot into now selling, you know, leashes and things that to completely relate to your business of dog, you know, the dog hiking and all that. But like, yeah, what just curious, what made you kind of like lean into that phase? Yeah. So, um, we had started, so the products that we sell, the leashes, um, I had actually started using those, this material that I mentioned for, um, my dog walking groups pretty early on when I started walking dogs. And it was like kind of a game changer for me for walking dogs, because if you're using like these standard, like fabric or, um, rope or nylon type leashes, like they can just, they're just not that nice to handle and they get really gross and then they don't really dry and they're just like caked in dirt. And it's just like, not, but, um, I started using these biothane leashes that I had purchased and they were just so much, it just made things so much nicer for walking dogs. And they were just easy to handle. They clean up really nice. You hang them up after, and they just like dry and they they look brand new, um, next time you go to use them. And so, um, after using those for a while, um, my husband, who he's a fabricator, so his job, he um, makes things for people out of like, he does a lot of metal work and woodworking. And his oh, cool. kind of like superpower is that he can figure out how to make stuff or fix things. And so he was like, we can make these, you know? So he got me one year for Christmas, he got me um, like a roll of biothane and like a, a rivet setting kit, which is like the rivets are the hardware that you use to connect the hardware to the leash. Okay. Um, I was like, Oh, okay. Thanks. I I have to do this. You're not going to do it. So he, you know, it kind of like sat there and I like, didn't know how to make them. And so finally he, I think he made a set for me and, um, it was like, Oh yeah, this is great. And then we kind of started talking about, we always, talk about business ideas, or we had always talked about wanting to have a product or come up with a product. Hmm. And um, like, well, we could sell these leashes, you know, we could make them and sell them to other dog walkers. And, um, but we were just always so busy and never really never did anything with it. Um, But then when COVID, the COVID lockdown happened in, you know, March of 2020, we had to shut down the dog walking business and everything was in lockdown. So we were home with our son who was a baby and we were just kind of like at home and we're like, okay, well let's, you know, trying to figure out what to do and then, you know, maybe to bring in some, some income. And so, um, we were like, well, let's put, let's just try putting up something on the website to sell the leashes and see what happens. So, um, put up a little like sale page sales page on my website and um, basically just like reached out to everybody I knew in the dog world and in my community. And um, we started getting orders. And so that's kind of how it happened. Um, mm. And I was just like, making the leashes at home in our apartment and packing the orders like in our bedroom and um, then just basically over kind of that summer and fall, like it just kind of kept going. And, um, we got a ton of support from like the dog community in the Bay area. Um, like the other dog walkers and other dog trainers mm-hmm. were really supportive. Um, cause people love, you know, supporting a local business. And, um, then we started getting into some of the independent pet stores in San Francisco And, um, and then that started to get us out in front of, you know, new customers. And then it kind of just grew from there. Um, and then I moved the operation into our, my husband manages a warehouse, um, here in Oakland. And so I kind of moved the operation there and then, um, hired my first employee who's still with us and it all just kind of 
kind of went from there. Yeah. That's so interesting. I love hearing the conversation or the stories too, of like the positives of the COVID. I mean, I feel like we're still in it a little, but like, there's so many people that launched businesses during COVID or their business completely took off during COVID or I don't know, like, so it's, it's nice. And, you know, to be honest, refreshing in the doom and gloom thing that we, you know, we're always hearing all the negative stories and it's nice to hear like, you know, your business completely um, not just like pivoted, but you open up this new revenue and stream. And now, I mean, it seems like, you know, your business is doing really well. And, um, you know, I know that we've worked together in the past and I finally ordered one of your leashes and I cannot wait to get it. It's actually going to arrive today. I'm so excited. Um, (laughs) But like what I, what I really want to dive into and thanks for sharing just about your, you know, the story and like how that happened. Cause I, I didn't actually know. And I, I was curious, like, I feel like I didn't know that backstory of like, you know, I know that you did the the dog hiking, but I did, wasn't sure the transition. But, you know, one thing that you've done really, 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 really well is you've built this like loyal customer base where people, you know, you put up an email and like people order, you post on social media, people reply, people buy the leashes. Talk about like what, talk about like customer loyalty for your business and like how you feel like you've been able to build this like really strong community of, you know, what I would like to say, like community super fans, but I'd love to hear just from your perspective, um, what kind of that looks like for your business. Yeah. So I think, um, kind of like what I was saying is, you know, I think from the beginning, the business was really, um, born out of like our local community here. Um, there's a really great big network of dog people here in, in our area. And so, like I said, starting out, like the other dog walkers in the community were all super supportive and ordered from me and promoted us and, um, the local pet stores and, you know, connected with some, some dog trainers. And so I think, that community aspect of it helped kind of get things off the ground and just being connected, having been part of that community for, you know, five years leading up to starting the business. And I, people know who you are and you're already have that connection. Um, and so I would say that a huge part of our, um, business now is, is still working with other dog professionals and, and dog trainers in, I mean, all over the place now, but, um, just that's been a really big driver of, I think for us getting the word out about our products, because those people have clients that they work with and mm-hmm. their authorities in their field. And so when they recommend a product to a client or a friend or a family member, um, people feel like they, like you always say, like word of mouth is so powerful, especially if you're getting a recommendation from, you know, for example, your dog trainer or your dog walker or something like that. So um, I think that aspect is really important for us. And then I think the other um, aspect that is really significant for us is just kind of our, our values as a brand. Um, so we, as, as our, as dog walkers and our dog walking company, we've always been, um, really strong advocates for, you know, positive reinforcement dog training, which if you're not familiar with kind of the whole, the, the, the dog world and the dog training world, um, there's definitely really strong opinions and really strong people hold really strong views on kind of training methodologies and how we should, live with our dogs and how we should, um, kind of be in relationship with our dogs. And so we've always believed that, you know, dogs are our family members and that, you know, we should treat our dogs with the same, you know, kindness and um, empathy and, you know, compassion as we would a family member. And, um, we're not shy about voicing our views and our opinions about, um, using, positive reinforcement, um, training methods. And, um, so I think that for a lot of people, they, you know, who, who also feel strongly about how they want to have their relationship with their dog, they're Mm -hmm. happy to find a brand that holds those same values and is not afraid to kind of 
advocate for those values and provide education around um, some of those some of those topics. So um, yeah, I think that those those two things, um, you know, and I think the product is obviously very important. And I think like we really are like the quality of the product is like always going to kind of come first. But in terms of like, I don't always like lead with the product, right? Like if you look at our social media, like we don't even have, we're not just like posting product photos all day. Like mm-hmm. we try to like share a lot of content and share, um, you know, we do interviews with other dog professionals and we do a lot of blogging. And so I think, you know, taking that approach, I think has helped us gain customers that feel the same way that we do and share those same values. So that's, I guess that's a start if (laughs) I could probably go on and on and on, but um, I would say those are the, those are the two biggest would be like finding this community in the dog world. And then, um, you know, having our values kind of out front and center in what we're doing. Yeah, I love that. Um, I feel like there's like a, quite a few things to unpack. I'm just curious because I think the values part, I would love to talk about that a little bit because yeah. I think most, I think oftentimes you go to a website and like, they don't really share their mission of the brand. It's always just like, here's the product. We mm-hmm. sell leases, we sell harnesses, <clears throat> we sell whatever. But you have to kind of dig deep into um, like who's the founder of the company, what what do they stand for? And most times, a lot of online stores don't share any of that information. And I did a podcast uh, recording before this, and we were talking about like she does have a very robust um, about us page, and she talks about her mission and how it's to make women feel confident, and you know this and that. And I think it's really important. I think it's really important to have that kind of information front and center of your business because I always talk, like I talk a lot about humanizing your business and like Mm -hmm. how you can be different from Amazon, how can, how you can be different from competitors. And I do think a lot of it is like the humanization angle, but sharing your values, your mission, like something bigger than your business. I think that really resonates with people when they are trying to figure out like, do I want to buy this? leash from Liz and Hightail Hikes, or do I just want to order from Amazon? I mean, Amazon's cheaper. Amazon's mm-hmm. going to deliver it in like, you know, five minutes after I order it. Um, so people have choice. And I do think that when you can share your values and something that your business stands for, I think that's just going to help you to, you know, just like you said, the your customers that have the same viewpoints on like dog training you know, if they were thinking between two businesses and one was like, I don't even know what the opposite of positive reinforcement, but I know what it is because we had someone come to our house in California with the shot callers. And I basically like had a mental breakdown and we never worked with him again. Um, so I'm definitely against, I don't even know what that's called unpositive reinforcement, but like, holy shit, I can see dog people being very like, you're going to be one or the other. You're probably not going to be in between, but people that do have those values are going to support your business. So I just think that's really a really important thing to highlight because so many people, um, keep those values quiet. They just, they don't talk about them. They don't share on their website. It's important to have a stance, you know, and you're going to attract the people who have the same stance as you and you're going to repel people that don't, but like, who cares? Because you don't need to attract everyone. Um, So yeah, I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that, but I just wanted to highlight that because I think you've done a great job with that. And I think so many people don't share that information on their website, you know? Yeah, no, I think you totally nailed it. I mean, I think um, there are so many choices out there for any anything, right? Anything you're going to buy, you go online and there's like a million and then there's always Amazon that is you know, probably going to be cheaper and faster. And um, so I think that, you know, it that can be a big differentiator if you find a company that is that has values that you um that you support or that, um, you know, is doing, doing work that you think is, is valuable. Um, and 
Yeah. I mean, I think that when people buy something, it's not necessarily like there it's, it's an emotional, um, it can be like an emotional decision because you, um, you know, especially like if you're thinking about your relationship with your dog, you know, like you, um, that's a very emotional, um, relationship and you want to kind of have, um, products that, like are going to number one, keep your dog safe and be good quality and make it easier to kind of, um, walk your dog or more enjoyable. And, um, yeah, I think like if you can purchase something that, you know, is, is high quality and you also can kind of feel like you're part of a a bigger community of people who are like-minded, I think that that's, you know, going to be more important than, for some people then going and, you know, I understand like sometimes people do need to buy, you know, if you're on a budget and you don't, you know, you need to find the least expensive version of a product like that. I think that's fine too. But if you're, you know, if you want your dollars to go towards, you know, um, the kind of world you want to see, I guess, then I think that comes into play who you buy from and the values that they have for sure. Do you, are there any companies you buy from personally that you, you really bought from them based on like company or brand values that you can just recall? I'm trying to think of my own purchasing and I'm having trouble thinking of someone. I know that I have, but I'm just, I'm blanking on like an example in my head, but yeah, I'm just curious you as a consumer, um, anyone that you can recall that you've like, you know, you really bought from them because you connected on the values and like their core mission or, um, and if not, that's totally okay. I'm putting you on the yeah. spot. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, the thing that comes to mind, I think of like, um, I don't know, like a company like Patagonia, which I, I will admit, I probably wouldn't go on the Patagonia website and buy a full price, like $700 jacket. But, um, like I have bought things from them, like when I can, or when I can find them on sale and, um, like the quality is great. Like the, their products last forever. And I also feel really good about, you know, what, what they're doing with, with their company. Um, and yeah, um, I'm trying to think of any from the, from the dog world. I mean, I have other friends who, you know, in the, in the dog space that have, have their own businesses and try to support, you know, other, other small businesses and, and buy from people, especially if there's, yeah, like a face to the, to the brand and you feel like you maybe have a connection with that person or, you know, it feels I mean, I think that's something else that you talk about a lot is like people want to buy from other people, right? Um, they don't want to buy from a faceless website. They want to know who who is this person? Would I get along with this person? Like, do I, you know, like this person? And um, so I think that's that's huge too, especially now with um, how it's so easy to get out and, you know, to like the social media, right? To um, kind of just be in front of your audience and talk to people. And, um, so yeah. And I think that's something else that, um, I don't know how much this ties in with the, with what we're talking about, but, um, trying to just be a human, a human being. Right. And so like on social media or even in like our emails, like I'll just kind of tell people like what's going on in my life or I'll share pictures from, you know, or if I'm feeling like really, um, if things are hard or if I'm feeling tired, like I'll be, I'll be honest and I'll kind of be, be a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's important too. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it d- totally ties in because I think part of building a community for your audience is a hundred percent, a lot through email. Like, obviously I think, you know, I'm a huge yeah fan of email marketing. I think it's just like the best of the best, but you literally can send an email out and in one minute you can reach however big your audience is or your email list. If it's 500 or 5,000, you know, you really can feel like you're having like an intimate sort of intimate like conversation with people. They open up your email, they read it, they learn like, oh damn, Liz is having a really hard time. Like, you know, who can I, 
I wonder who I know that has a dog that would love her leash. Like, let me think. Like, you become a person just like you just mentioned. You go from being this because I think a lot of emails you get from brands, you don't, there's never a person attached. It's just like from Patagonia, from Starbucks, from whoever the fuck it is. Like you don't actually know that there's a person. It's just like, it could be, it feels like a robot almost because so many, so much of communication that we're getting from brands isn't from a person. It's like, oh, the marketing manager or like whoever, but when it's a smaller business, um, and it's like Liz, the founder, um, it just, that, that hits different, you know, but you can communicate with people, you can share and you can show up like a human and people, people connect with that. People resonate with that. Yeah. Um, I think people need to do more of that with their brands, whether it's on email or whether it's, you know, on social media, whatever. Um, cause you, you, it does humanize your business a hundred percent. And I truly feel like that is a difference between a business that's going to work out and a business that that is you're just like who the, who owns the business? I have no idea. You go to their website, there's no pictures. Is you're like is this like some creepy old man? I don't know. Like who? I don't know who it is. Yeah. Um, and when you can put a face to a business, I think it's it. I think it. You connect with people better. You evoke more trust. And I think people will remember you so that next time they need to buy a gift or they need to buy something else, they're like, oh, yeah, Liz from that pet, the dog company. Like they might not know the name, but they might remember you in your face because you put that in an email or like in your inserts and your packaging, there's a picture of you with your brand name. Like people remember faces. They might not remember a name. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, this is, I, I'm sure this is something that you've said before a lot too, is like, that's as like a small business for other like small business owners or founders, or, you know, like if it's just you, like that's kind of a superpower, like that's, that's an advantage that you have over a bigger brand who has, like you said, like a marketing manager who does everything or who has, you know, these, um, like you, if you're the face of the business, like you can get in front of your customers and be a human being. And yeah, like you said, people will remember that and they, people want to connect with people. People want to buy from other, other people. So, um, take advantage of it for sure. Hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, I think there's just, there's so many like good lessons here because I think a lot of people don't do that. They, they think, cause I get a lot, I hate, you know, I work with people in different capacities. I have different programs and I get a lot of resistance from people when I'm like, you need to show up on video. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. It's hard. I mean, I'm sorry. sorry. You have to. <laughs> I struggle with it. Like everything I'm saying, like, I, yeah. I mean, I struggle with all of it too. It's hard. Like I said, yeah, I'm an introvert. I'm not comfortable being in front on a, on a, on video, but, um, yeah. and it doesn't even have to be you being a talking head all the time. Like it can be behind the scenes. Like, I think that's another really important thing that small businesses can offer is like those behind the scenes type of, um, you know, like showing people your process or your workspace and people love, love that stuff. And it's, it's super interesting to see like how things are made and what, what your space looks like. And, um, I, I mean, we work out of a warehouse, right? So it's not perfectly polished and, you know, it's an, it's a working, there's a wood shop downstairs. There's like power tools running downstairs and it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like a, beautiful, like picture worthy studio, but it's real. And it's like, it's a cool space. And so like, I love showing, you know, pictures of what's, what's happening and, um, you know, just what we're, what to, and not just me, but the people that, you know, like the other, um, employees that, that work there. And, um, so yeah, I think, um, the showing that yeah behind the scenes is super important too and i think helps people feel like they they know you a little bit even if they haven't been there that they're mm-hmm. kind of part of part of what you're yeah people love behind the scenes stuff i yeah. think some of the best I, 
Like, I feel like there's, I don't really, I'm not active on TikTok at all. I feel like I keep wanting to be, but then I'm like, ugh, I just, I can't, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just can't. I I need to be strategic of where I spend my own time. Um, But the one, the people that I see that do so well on TikTok, I mean, they're because people always be like, oh, I, I don't know what to create. What should I post on TikTok? What should I do on Instagram? And I'm always like, just do like behind the scenes stuff. If you don't want to show your face, because I do recognize like it's not easy to show up on camera if you're not used to it. Like it took me three years ago when I started this current business, I was petrified of being on camera, petrified. Like I'm going to pee my pants if I have to be in camera. And now you sort of can't get me away from camera. I love it. Like I mm-hmm. love video. I show up looking crappy, no makeup, like whatever. I don't care. Um, because it's just like real and authentic. And that took yeah, a yeah. lot of hurdle for me to get over. So I, I definitely like understand when people are afraid to show up in a video because it's not easy. And I'm, I'm definitely also introverted. I'm like an extroverted introvert. Um, mm-hmm. If I do a lot of talking and things like that, my energy is just like, it zaps my energy, but I love, I do love talking to people. Um, my yeah. point here, I'm rambling like a crazy person. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? I forget what I, I was talking about. Um, oh my showing, God. Showing, yeah, showing up on, yes. on video. Behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, just like that, what you said was perfect. Like if you don't want to go in video or you don't want to be in video all the time, that's perfectly fine. But like some of the best stuff that I see on social media are behind the scenes. Like come pack an order with me. Come look at my warehouse. Come look at, here are my tools that I love to help me with my small business. And you can just like show your desk with your messy desk with cords everywhere. People love that because it's real. It's not this curated like picture perfect thing that people used to feel Instagram was like, I think people want the more authentic stuff. Like, Oh yeah. My desk is also a hot mess. Cool. Like people love. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, yeah, it's a lot, um, easier than trying to create this version of yourself. That's not actually who you are, you know? Um, yeah. People like people, people know, like, I think people can tell. People can spot out the the inauthentic, like the bro marketers with their rented Lamborghinis. I mean, like we know, we know that's not that's not your car. Like, go away. Stop yeah. spam- stop spamming me with your YouTube ads about like I can teach you to make eight million dollars with one email funnel. Like, we don't want to hear it. We know you're a fraud. Bye. Right. Yeah. And then I think the other big component, so we talked about like, um, yeah, like values and, and showing up. And then I think the other, um, another one that's huge is just like really featuring our, our customers and kind of letting them speak for the product and the experience using the product. And so, and again, like so many things I really need, want to do better and need to do better with like, um, using more of our user generated content, like, and on social media and showing people using the products. But, um, yeah, I mean, the people who are, our customers are just like the most incredible dog guardians. Like they are just, it's so inspiring to see like what they, what they do with their dogs and the way that they, work so hard to give their dogs, you know, meet their dog's needs and, um, Mm -hmm. all all of the work that they do. And, um, so I think just highlighting them because they're really like the, um, people I aspire to be honestly, you know, like, I mean, they're just incredible. So, um, yeah, I think like showing, um, really highlighting your customers is a great way to build community also. Um, whether that's like, yeah, using user generated content or like I've done things where I've interviewed customers or ambassadors for our blog, um, or just highlighting, you know, people's experience with their journey with their dog or in, you know, um, emails or your customers are going to be your best use cases for your products and, you know, highlighting what can be, what 
you can do with your products and people can see what see the products in action and um and then it just helps build community too like people love to be featured and mm-hmm. um, you know it's really fun if you um share a photo and then a company you know features it or um so yeah i think that's super important too how do you think you're getting so many people to take photos of your product and share like how do you are you trying to get user generated content or people see that you put, cause I think this is like such an easy strategy that can be very much duplicated. Like the more photos and content that you feature on like your social media or your blog, people see that and they're like, Oh, well, Liz is featuring all these dog, you know, dog hikers and dog moms with their dogs. Like, I wonder if I can take a photo, she'll feature me too. So I do like, I feel like it's intuitive that like the more you showcase UGC, the more you will get, but I'm curious like what you're doing to get people to do that. Cause a lot of people will complain to me that it's really hard to get user generated content. Um, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I'll definitely say like, I think it's easier. It depends on the, on the product. So I think with dogs, you know, people yeah. love sharing mm-hmm. pictures of their dog. People love looking at pictures of dogs on Instagram and people, you know, there's, yeah. so I think it, it's a naturally like it lends itself to people sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that probably makes it a little easier, but um, I mean, like I said, I, I try to feature do as much as I can. And I, I really want to do more and just more stuff on our, on our feed of highlighting customers. But I think because there is like a community, um, you know, I think again, like through word of mouth or, you know, maybe you heard about the product from somebody else on Instagram. And so you decide to order the the product and then, you know, you want to share that because now you're kind of part of that bigger community. So um, I think like, people just want to kind of be a part of that. So even if it's not, you know, me or, you know, us reposting it, I think people just posting for their own communities and sharing to their networks, which is like, like like-minded dog people. I think that that's probably a a motivator for people to, to share. Um, you know, I think people love to share, um, dog people love to share kind of what, what gear they use for walking their dogs, or there's, you know, apparel that people wear or treat pouches or different products. And so, um, I think, and it, and again, going back to like the values thing, like it does make a statement about what you care about. If you're, Mm -hmm. you know, a product from a company that has the same values as you, or has the same philosophy as you. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, we do, I mean, just more specifically, I mean, we have, um, we like to do like photo contests. So we do those a few times a year, um, where we have kind of a theme and people can submit photos. Um, so like in April, we're going to do, um, long lines, which are like long, basically long leashes for walking your dog to give them a little more space to kind of sniff and explore. Um, And so we're going to do a photo contest. Like we did one last year where um, people can send either submit photos or um, reels of their dog on a long line and how they use it or Hmm. how it benefits them. And um, then they will select a winner, two winners to win like a $50 gift card. Um, That's been really fun just to see you know, just to like, see what people are doing with their, with their products. And so, yeah, we do those probably I think three or four times a year. Um, so that's fun. And, um, like in the summer we did like a water dogs contest where people showed pictures of their dogs, like swimming or playing in the water with their wearing their gear. And we did a sniff in the fall. We did like a sniff timber so basically pictures of their dog sniffing. Um, and then we did one in November that was like, what did we call it? Um, let's get trashed, which was like trash, like using household recycling to make like enrichment activities or using like boxes. Cause people are like ordering stuff around that time of year to yeah. make like, like, um, snuffle boxes for their dogs. And so we did like a little 
contest for that. So that's another fun way you can do like fun little contests or, um, you know, um, have different themes based on the time of year. That's really smart. That's smart to just, I mean, and also like pending if like you're asking like, you you know, check here if we're able to like reshare this on our social media or something, but like, that's an yeah. awesome strategy just to get a lot of stuff in like a very easy way. So I, I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And then we just say like, you know, if by entering your, you know, you are, um, whatever, I don't remember what we say, but you're consenting that we can, you know, we can share your, your content. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I love that. The other, so like doing collaborations. So again, like I, like, um, some of the, some of the stuff we've done with, um, like our blog is just like interviewing other, other dog trainers and people and trying to like, um, provide some more education to our customers. So like, and we try to provide a lot of education on the blog too, but, um, I think just collaborating with other people in your field or in your niche can be a really great way to build up your community as well. Yeah. Your blog. I mean, you have a really good blog. Um, and I think by doing like the guest posts and all that, it's such a good way because, you know, hopefully like that person would also say, oh, look, I, I, you know, wrote a blog on, or like, you know, maybe I was featured in a blog by Hightail Hikes, like check it out. So you're able to get those people to share your stuff as well, which, you know, in the end is kind of like the best case scenario when you do collaborations, like you kind of want them to be sharing it as well. It doesn't always happen, but I think that's yeah. um, super smart. So I love that. Yeah. Um, just like one more question. So we talked about just to summarize and I'm taking notes over here because otherwise I just forget my brain just is like already thinking of the next thing I want to ask you. So we talked about like a couple ways to build um, community and like customer loyalty. So email marketing, um, user generated content and like getting your customers, inviting your customers to share pictures with your product, I think is so smart. Um we talked about like sharing values, local, like leveraging local community. I think that's a huge one because so many, um, so many parts of the country, I think, I think more than others, like, you know, I live outside Seattle, like depending on the industry that you're looking at, but Seattle would be a huge, I think in Washington in general is like a huge dog um, friendly population. So wow. If you had a pet business and you lived in Seattle, like what, how could you leverage local shops to collaborate on or like cross sell or cross promote each other? So I think that's a huge one in terms of you building a community, not just with customers, but like an actual community in your location. Um, we talked about leveraging blogs to, um, you know, share stories and collaborate with other, um, I think like guest, guest posts and um, like features and things. And then we talked about a few other things, but my handwriting is so bad, I can't even read it. So um, I think those are really awesome things. Any other, like, is there maybe one overarching thing that you think you've done in your business that you've been able to create this like loyal group of customers uh, over everything else? So maybe it's like the blogging or just showing up as a human to your customers. But yeah, maybe like, if the, are there any of the things that we talked about that you feel like is like the number one thing you did to build community with your customers? I don't know. I don't know if there's any one thing. I mean, I think like, um, just, um, like probably, I mean, if I had to pick one thing, I'd probably say like, get clear on what, what are your values as a brand? Like, why are you doing what you're doing and what's your story? What's your authority? Like, um, because again, if you're just trying to feature the product and talk about how great the product is and showing like, I just don't think that's compelling enough for people. Like people need more of a, they need, they need that human side. They need that emotional connection to, um, the brand. So, um, I think just thinking about like, yeah, what are your core values? Um, as a, as a person, as a business, like it, and it doesn't, 
uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about the product. I mean, I think a lot of times it is, but, um, you know, maybe you're doing this for, so you can donate, um, to a certain cause that's really important to you, or maybe you're doing it to, um, you know, support a family member or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think just figuring out like the, the why and the, um, beyond just having a good product, um, because otherwise you're just going to be in a sea of other products out there and there's not going to be a compelling reason for somebody to choose you over, over somebody else. Even if your product is amazing. Like, I think that that, I mean, I think that that's great, but it can, um, I think there just has to be more in today's landscape. It seems like, um, so, um, and just like leading with that and not, not necessarily with the product all of the time. So, um, yeah. I love that. That's, that's so, it's so smart because I think it's, I think it's easy for, for people to always lead with the product, you yeah. know, like it's always, Oh, you know, buy my leash, buy my water bottle. But when you frame it as like, you know, by buying the water bottle and I'm going to, I want to share an example for a sec. Cause this happened to me, um, at the zoo last weekend when it comes to a product and like the, when you have a bigger picture, but, um, but yeah, like people, it's almost like the expression, like sell them what they want, but give them what they need. It's kind of the same thing with a product. Like you do have to sell a product, but you have to position it in a different way that, you know, you do stop someone's scroll when they're going through social media or you do um, attract someone on it on a deeper level. Like if it's a mission behind your business, you don't, you make a donation, your jackets are made from wa- recycled water bottles. And so every jacket you buy, you know, this company donates like a tree or something like that's the kind of stuff that makes people buy. I think that's the st- kind of stuff that really makes people buy nowadays. I don't know if you feel the same way, but when I hear about a product and I hear about the story and I hear, oh, if I buy this, this happens. And even if it's like a small thing, like we donate five percent of proceeds go to this thing like it's still better than nothing and I and I you talked about like the donation thing because that was part of uh, my first business I donated a portion of sales to dog rescues and for me Mm -hmm. that was a huge mission behind my business it wasn't like the reason I started the business but it was a part of my business that um, I felt was bigger than what I was doing and I was making impact, but customers love that. Customers love supporting businesses that give back or donate a portion of sales. And I'm not saying that you have to donate, but I think if you have something deeper than just what you're selling, you're going to attract people and they're going to, and they're going to buy into your brand, not just like that one-time purchase of your product. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and then just one other thought I had was, um, for so many business owners, like you, you may not realize it, but you're kind of, if, if you have a product that you're selling, like you're probably an expert or some kind of authority in that niche or in that, you know, with that product. So I think like, don't be shy about, um, sharing your authority or creating content that helps people like, um, whether it's how to use the product or like, um, how to, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example, like, you know, just like sharing information on that topic, because you're so close to it that maybe you don't realize how much, you know, but you probably have a lot of great, um, educational content to share as well. And I think that can pull people in too. Um, so, um, yeah, just, just share, share what you're, um, share your knowledge, share your, um, you know, help, help people educate people about how to use your product or how to, how to clean the product or how to buy the education to people. And I think that can be a great, um, something that makes you more than beyond just the product. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I love that. That's true. I think, and you are right. Like we all have, um, we're likely, we likely know more about the industry we're in than other people might, even though I think it's really easy to say, oh, I'm not an expert, you know, I'm not an expert in that. I'm not an expert, but like, you don't have to be an expert. You just have to know more than like more than your average customer. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, let me just share this with you because I feel like you might appreciate this. So I was at the zoo last weekend and my son always wants to go into the gift store, even though I'm like, we're not buying anything because I don't know, it's just like a lot of junk. And I'm looking around and I see this little um, on the jewelry, like there's like a little hanger of like bracelets and the there's a polar bear on it. And I love bears. Anyone listening, you probably know I'm like grossly obsessed with bears. They're like my favorite thing in the whole world. And there's a polar bear and it literally says each bracelet tracks a polar bear. And Mm. there's different colors. They also have different animals. I think there was like bracelet for, I don't know, an orca or something, but the bears are like my thing. So um, anyway, so you, you turn the little, you turn the package around and it literally says open this up to f- to learn more about the bear that you're about to start tracking or something. It was so interesting. I I I didn't buy it, but I'm probably going to because I'm as impressed I am with this because this is such a great marketing tactic. <laughs> it's such a great marketing tactic that I'm just curious from a marketing perspective, like, wow, this company is fucking genius. But I'm also as a consumer and someone who loves bears, I'm kind of like, oh my God, that's so cool that you can like spend $20 and the money or a 5% of proceeds, which is basically not much goes to, maybe it wasn't this one. Maybe it was the um, um, Pure Pure Vita. Maybe it was their bracelets who do 5% of proceeds. I think this one actually donates more, but you know, you feel, you feel good about that purchase. You know, you're not just buying a bracelet. You're actually, you're helping the polar bears who are basically Mm -hmm. on their way to being extinct. So it it becomes a no brainer purchase where if that bracelet was just hanging on the rack and it didn't say this saves the polar bears, I would have never bought, you know? Yeah. That is is genius. I mean, talk about like an emotional bringing emotion into the, yeah, no, that's, that's, um, yeah, no, that's super smart. Yeah, I know. Like, that's my next business idea. I'm going to start like a stainless steel straw and I'm going to donate 5% of proceeds. <laughs> I'm not, a, but I actually think about this a lot. Um, but like having yeah. like a stainless steel straw and you can donate to like the sea turtles or the orcas or I don't know, some organization that, that you feel passionate about, but like it, I mean, it, you can do something like, so this brand is called Fallow, F-A-H-L-O. I'm going to look into it because I'm just, I'm very curious. I'm very intrigued. I'm like, who is this company? And they're very smart and I need to know what they're doing. Um, but when you can tie in a product with a mission or a give back or a donation that evokes emotion on people, like you just said, you have probably hit the jackpot. And people will buy because they want to feel like they're doing something good for the planet or the animals or save the children or really whatever cause that you feel passionate about. But like, for me, I'm an animal person like you. And so I always am like, we donate to the Humane Society every month. I'm always donating to pet rescues. Like, that's my thing. Like, I love to save the animals. I actually want to do some sort of initiative, I think. This is totally off topic, by the way. So if anyone's listening, I apologize. I'm rambling. Um, but this stuff is important. Like if you can think of a mission that you believe in, that you can tie into your product, you will sell more. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it'll just be so much more meaningful for you, for you, for as for yourself too. I mean, if you're going to spend yes. all of your time thinking about your business, and growing your business and you know, I think knowing that you're helping to give back or raise awareness is um, like really brings a lot of meaning to you too, as the it totally owner. does. Like that was one of my favorite parts of my business was that I could choose different rescues each yeah. month and just donate a chunk of money. Like it wasn't like I was donating like a million dollars, but 
it doesn't matter. Like you're still donating money. Customers feel like they are supporting a brand who gives back. And then you as the owner, like that's really impactful to, to be able to say, here, here's $500 to this pet rescue who literally are like killing themselves to be able to like support all these dogs in need. So it's, it's totally impactful. And that was such an important thing in my business. And I, and I loved it. I just loved also just having the creativity to be like, okay, we're going to donate. Like I donated to one rescue in um, Orange County in California that was completely dedicated to like pit bulls. It was all pit bull and staffies. And um, like, for me, that was really important. And it's just nice to be able to do things like that to help people. So yeah. anyway, I'm going on a tangent of this, but I feel like this is a good podcast episode, by the way. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, there's so much, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, uh, there's, there's so many things that to think about and, um, yeah, no, I think it's important to make it, make it about more than the product for both for your customer and for yourself, for sure. So I think that's like a big takeaway, you know, cause you don't want to be, you want to be doing something that you feel like has some, some kind of purpose or is, is improving the world in some small way. Um, if you're going to get up and, and, you know, go through the grind of trying to grow a business, I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think, um, and I foresee more people doing that too, just because, I think e-commerce is going to just get more competitive. More people are going to start businesses. And I think too, especially like the eco-friendly lane, Mm -hmm. so many people want to support eco-friendly or sustainable um, companies of some sort. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, this was so great, Liz. Thank you so much for sharing your story and just sharing um, some really cool things that you do in your business to have built up this awesome community. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and um, how they can buy one of your amazing leashes, of course? Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Um, it's just great chatting with you. Um, so you can find us at um, hightailhikes.com. So it's all one word, hightailhikes. Um, and then on Instagram, at hightailhikes. And we're on Facebook, hightailhikes. And I think those are our main spots where you can you can find us. Um, and yeah, you can always shoot me a message if you have questions we have a lot of different um, options on our site, so it can be a little <laughs> um, hard to to figure out what's what. But yeah, what would you say if you were going to recommend one product? I know this is hard. I spent a lot of time on your website just going through. I'm like, I don't know if I should get this one or this one because everything looks amazing. But let's say someone here has one dog and they love dog walking. What would what would be the product that you'd recommend to them to make it just easy, you know, an easy decision yeah. for them? Um, I would recommend that they buy a 10-foot leash. So super okay. simple. The simple is just a 10-foot leash because what kind mm-hmm. of one of our main messages that we try to um, really put out there is that having just a few more feet in your leash when you're walking your dog um, can make just a huge difference because it allows your dog more freedom of movement and more um, ability to just like investigate their environment and you're without all that leash tension. Um, Hmm. And so obviously, there's caveats like you need to think about leash laws and safety. And, you know, if your dog is reactive or um, things like that, you need to, you know, um, think about all of those things. Safety is number one. But um, for a lot of dog owners, I really just feel like giving your dog a couple more feet and they can like walk at their normal pace without being having that tight leash um, can just make like a huge, huge difference. And, um, I would just suggest trying it and, and see if it improves your, your walks. Um, so yeah, and we have a lot of information on our blog about using longer leashes and, um, like we just did an interview with a trainer who talks about longer leashes. So you can check some of that stuff out, but yeah, that's what I would recommend. Cool. Awesome. I'll have to, I have a question for you after that. I'm going to ask about leashes. Cause now I'm like, 
shoot, I don't, I don't think I ever, I think I do like this six or seven foot. So, um, anyway, but thank you so much, Liz. So nice to chat with you and, um, yeah, you're amazing. Your business is awesome. And everyone go buy a dog leash. Thank you, Carrie. You're awesome too. So much fun chatting with Liz. I love some of the things that she talked about in terms of like just really leaning into your values of your company. And that wasn't even something that I was planned, you know, that I had thought we were going to be talking about today. But when, when she was talking about it, I was like, it makes so much sense why people will feel more connected to your brand when they just know that bigger mission, that bigger vision is something that they're also um, on board with. So Anyway, she shared so many great things and I hope you're able to walk away with some, you know, tangible things that you can work through. And just again, like talking about pivoting your business in COVID and something positive coming from a business. I I always appreciate those stories as well. So anyway, my friends, if you have a second, please take a time and leave a review on Apple iTunes. It helps the podcast get in front of more people. And it honestly just makes me super happy when I can feel like I'm sitting here talking to a microphone that it's actually helping people. So please let, write a review and also let me know if you love this episode. I will talk to you, my, talk to you next week, my friends. I can talk today. All right. I'll talk to you soon, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.